this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and Lee. Sorry we've been away for a couple of weeks, but um, as many of you will know, COVID is an absolute git. And still uh, a thing. It's definitely it's definitely still a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing with me for about a month. Bad in three days. Just saying. Still not had it. <laughs> so basically, not officially had it. Ba- basically, I've had it for all of us, and I've had everybody's share of it. <laughs> Okay, nobody's joining in. No, because we didn't get our share of it. No. Fair, fair enough. Right, okay, I'll do the share of the talking as well over the silence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, double double race weekend this weekend. Are we allowed to, we're allowed to call the sprint a race now, aren't we? Oh, no. Are we allowed yes. to call it a race? Is it, is, it, is it a sprint race or is it still the sprint? I well, think it's not sprint qualifying anymore, though, is it? That they've got rid of the qualifying word from it. I think it might just be sprint. Hmm. Possibly. Although, if you want to, if you want to see certain people's opinions on when pole position is pole position or not pole position, just have a look at Virtual Statman's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's just it's the it's the thing, isn't it? It's the um, stats now forever are, are thrown into disarray because of sprints not being pole position. Which was fine this time round because Max Verstappen won the sprint and also had pole position. So, but when when it happens when somebody gets pole position for a sprint, when's the next one? Silverstone? Um, no, I don't think it is. I can't remember where. I can't remember remember where the next one is. Oh, Brazil's one of them, isn't it? Is it Austria? Um, I think it might be. Oh, it might be. Might be Austria. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, somebody somebody gets pole position, but then bins it in the sprint. Then they're on pole position, even though they might start the Grand Prix at the back of the grid. Very strange. And if you it's, win it's the sprint, gonna be you get the a format, medal. It? It's it's going to be the race format, isn't it? Eventually, you know, it's, it, when enough time passes, I think that that will be the race format for all Grand Prix. Well, Ross, Brown, yeah, I think Ross that... Brown wants six next year. Mm. Yeah, it's the, the the thing is with it, calling it a Grand Prix, you've got to do a Grand Prix distance, haven't you? Mm. And that has to be done in one race. It can't be split. Yeah, so... no, yeah, but no, but I mean, like this, just this format, this like the race thing. weekend overall, the race weekend. Sorry, yeah, um, that will be the the dominating um, <clears throat> system of running the of running the race weekend because I, I just can't see other countries not wanting to get involved. Because it, you know, it, it makes it, it makes every day worth people going to the circuit. Yeah, I mean, you've got three days, and you've got three days of actually meaningful sessions rather than mm. just having just having practice on a Friday. All right, you get yeah. F, you get F two and F three qualifying on some weekends, and if you're really lucky, you'll get the Porsche Super Cup. I don't think um, I don't think people notice as well that just how much like unpredictable a race weekend becomes by dropping that practice session but by dropping the practice session that traditionally everyone used to run race simulations to take that away is is a good thing i i would argue that they don't that we should probably take away this session in the morning on a saturday yeah, this this is what I was saying about like, like like I think we still need 
I understand the whole trying to get like a Friday, like like, like things happening on a Friday, and it makes a Friday exciting. There's something happening every day, of the weekend that, mm. that that means something. But that 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 Saturday morning practice becomes redundant, which to me then says, you know, well. Should it, should you then have a Super Saturday before the race on the Sunday, where you have qualifying and a sprint on the Saturday? Mm. Yeah, because I mean, with, with the cars being <clears throat> with the cars being effectively in Park Ferme as soon as qualifying starts, Saturday morning it's just it's just a time to damage your car, isn't it? Yeah. Really mm. ahead of the sprint, you're, you're and, and nobody really trip. does anything, do they? No, yeah, nobody really does. Was it? Um, was it Hamilton? Hamilton and Russell had a really good FP two before the sprint, and everyone was yeah, like, "Oh, Mercedes was is doing fastest, okay." Wasn't he? Russell yeah, was yeah. Fastest in that session. yeah, because nobody else was doing anything because they were like, "Oh, I need to keep the car back mm-hmm. for the sprint." So, in that respect, yeah, you fix the problem of not, you know, making every every day worth something. But at the same time, you've kind of you kind of made an entire practice session completely redundant. It's become mm-hmm. like the MotoGP warm up, where it's like, just go out, have a little thrash. And see how you feel, but don't really do anything. Yeah, I mean F F one used to have that um, back back in the nineties. I remember Eurosport having the uh, exclusive Sunday morning warm up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to watch Sunday morning warm ups. I can remember Jean Alesi. I think it was like German Grand Prix one year, bidding it on the Sunday morning warm up. And he's like, oh no, Jean Alesi's crashed. Like, are they going to be able to like rebuild that car in time for the race? And he did. And, <laughs> yeah, but, but they had, they used like... to have three cars there then. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, they had uh, the T yeah. car. The, well, that was probably what he jumped in, to be fair. The T car. Because uh, it was always set up for the fastest driver, wasn't it? Yeah. Out of the two teams. And he probably was a bit quicker than Gerhard Berger. Well, there's a good chance he was sober for starters. Well, Lacey. Yeah. I was, was going to say Burger wasn't. Burger was. Burger <laughs> definitely wasn't sober. Um, yeah, I mean, they used to have, but they used to have two qualifying sessions. Yeah, then as well. For, yeah. You know, there was, yeah. there was Friday and Saturday qualifying, and uh, they could make modifications in between, usually changing engines or changing qualifying. You're only engines. allowed to do twelve laps in in, in an hour long session. And they wondered why nobody came out on some of the shorter tracks until like half an hour into it. Yeah, yeah. See that that was a bit wrong, but I quite like the way they do F the F two that they do at the moment. Where it's just like a a twenty five minute or thirty minute session. It's just yeah, like just every, everyone gets a blast for as long as they want, and mm. yeah, whoever's fastest is fastest. Mm, yeah, I quite like that. I'm saying it's a fix for F one, but I think it's a uh, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe for F one to do the F two and F three thing, where the sprint is qualifying, but top half of the grid reversed and then it's just a completely separate race and it doesn't affect the grid for the main race maybe i think that would work if it wasn't uh if f2 and f3 i think it works in f2 and f3 sorry because they're spec series mm. uh i think if it was f1 you'd find teams would start shithousing each other and and you and you see a, a slow race for 10th place towards the end of the race if you know what i mean to try and people, get like a people pole. doing a Hamilton in Abu Dhabi 2016 deliberately slowing down. No, well, no, I don't, I don't mean I don't mean reverse the reverse the race standings because what they're doing in F2 and F3 now is they've got the qualifying session, and then for the sprint race, the first twelve from qualifying are reversed. 
So you're, you're qualifying like as the banker for the feature race, which is where all the big points are, but then in between you have the sprint, so it's not as much of a calamity if you go for it and fuck up. Right, got you. Okay. Mm. That that kind of thing would, pro- would be better because... Um, it would. You know, you, you bugger, bugger up the F1 sprint, that's your weekend finished. Yeah, well, I have visions of it happening, you know, like Monza qualifying the the, the farce that happened at that. Yeah, oh god, a yeah. couple of years back, mm. you know, I had visions of that happening, but for tenth place. <laughs> 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 but no, once once you've once you've set your time in qualifying, that is that is where you're going to be on the grid for the main race. Yeah. And then no, that's fair enough. Yeah, that, that that might be a better way of doing it then, because you can you know you can qualify as well as you want but if um you screw your sprint up you drop six places like yeah but that that's that's the thing it does give some uh it gives extra importance to the sprint doesn't it and that is quite exciting you know so especially if it, now they've given more points as well so it's worth it for the points just look at what verstappen did this weekend point wise because of the uh, because of the sprint you know it's he really ate into that that lead that Charles Leclerc had, mm. um, but it's that they had to attack. But it's knowing that there's that risk there of doing something like what Joe did. Um, I, I I think it would be a shame to lose that. Yeah, it's it's. One of these where they're going to be tinkering with it for the next oh, yeah. couple of seasons. We are definitely not looking at the final mm. format, are we? I think there's going to be a lot of trying things and changing and whatnot. But just don't go, just don't go back to knockout qualifying. Or if or if they do, think about what the consequences of how the bollocks in up the rules are. Do you know what I st- I uh, I still think is that they got rid of remember the elimination qualifying? Yeah, that's the one I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, right, I think they fucked that off too soon. And I think I think they brought it in. Um, they brought it in in an era where overtaking was even more difficult. I think if you were to do that now, it would be interesting. I think all that needed was just one slight uh, one slight tweak of the rules, which was if you were on a lap when the timer counted, you were then out. You weren't out. You got to finish your lap. It was. I think they should have done it on positions. It was the automatic like ninety second at every track thing because some because for some tracks you can be in the garage with ninety seconds to go. Like in Austria, if you're quick, you can probably get out if you're bottom. Mm-hmm. But if you're at like Spa and with ninety seconds to go, you're bottom and you're in the garage. Fuck all point. Yeah. Well, yeah, how, yeah, how look if we look at the um, spread? I suppose this this would be might be a slight slight issue on longer tracks. Um. If if it was me doing it, I would say you do a lap, like an opening lap, just as normal, then another lap so you get DRS, and then from that lap, every subsequent lap, the person that's last is eliminated. What you so see you, in, a, in a race situation. In a race situation. So you would constantly have um, whoever is whoever's last in front of somebody trying to get past them to not get eliminated. And that would go all the way up the grid then till it was first and second. I think this is a cycling event, but I can't remember which one. Uh, Devil Take the Hindmost. What's that called in, like, normal Omnium parlance? 
Um, I think it's the the elimination. It race. might be the elimination. It's definitely a cycling mm. velodromey thing. That yeah, it's every other lap somebody gets somebody gets knocked out. Could be fun. But that I mean that's you'd have a twenty-two lap race essentially on a Saturday every week, wouldn't you? Yeah, and if you're at the back, you go and pit. Yeah, I think that's. A, I think that'd be quite a good. It'd be because I think it be it would naturally build as well because you would you'd kind of expect. Um, I suppose now at, at at the minute it's looking like either Williams and probably Austin Martin are down there the most. So you'd be expecting to see the Williams go through, go out first. Um, at least you'd see him do something. At least you'd see him do something. And then it would slowly get more and more important as it mm. goes up the grid. The only the only problem I could I could actually see with that if team the, orders. No, if there was a safety car and they had to extend it. Yeah, I mean I, I thought that on the on Saturday actually with the safety car, with it being a sprint race, I think they should be much readier to drop the flag or drop the red flag. Because if you've only got a 15-lap race anyway, you don't want to lose five of those laps behind a safety car. I think I think anything that involves a um, like something coming onto the track to remove a car, I think they should just drop the reds and then restart the race. It's like in qualifying, isn't it? They're usually a little bit quicker to throw a red than in like your traditional qualifying, not your sprint qualifying. Cause, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. they just want to preserve the time so that everyone then gets mm-hmm. a chance to get in, get Especially back if out. it's Kevin Magnuson, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, let, let's face it, if you have you have like a couple of cars mangled together or so, something like that, you could technically lose the whole sprint race behind a safety car. Are you suggesting that the format is vulnerable to a crash gate kind of saga? Yeah, well, it just it just it maybe maybe not so much a crash gate, more just embarrassment. <laughs> You know, it's oh, the because because people are are so ready for new things to fail nowadays, especially on social media. Um, it opens itself up for oh, we watched a whole race behind a safety car. Let's never have a sprint race again. So it it just opens itself up to that more of a more a American Grand Prix Michelin Gate situation. <laughs> In, fair, in fairness to that race, they didn't bring the safety car out once. Like six of them. <laughs> <laughs> they had enough track to avoid each other. Wouldn't that have been fucking hilarious if, if something <laughs> would have gone on? First corner pile up. Yeah, and they, and they had like a Spa 98 moment. <laughs> well, the weird thing is, because the because it was the three teams that, that stayed out, was well, you had like a front runner. Uh, sort of head of midfield team and then like a back marketing. They were so spread out on the grid because they had to line up in their actual grid slots. So <laughs> so it wasn't like they just lined up in the first six places. They were like first and third, um, like fourth and sixth, and then like 18th and 20th or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. It was, so, so there was no way they could hit each other unless, unless the teammates took each other out at the first corner. Um it would, yeah. So, the, in fact, I'm going to find that on YouTube now and just watch it because that's <laughs> just the start, just the start, because it's absolutely ridiculous. One of, the, one of the silliest grids. After was it Hungary last year, where on the restart Hamilton was the only one who took the grid. 
That I think hilarious. that's the most stupidest. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I would... did just say most stupidest. Most yeah. stupid. Well, um, it's a stupid thing. You should say a stupid thing about it. So, so I'm looking at the grid here for the 2005 Formula One Grand Prix. It looks like the Ferraris are third, third and fifth. <laughs> The Jordans are like 16th and 18th or something. And, and it was the Minardis as well, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the Minardi, yeah, the Minardis are like next to the Jordans, like in like 14th and 17th, maybe. <laughs> Hard to tell. Yeah, let's have a look. Um, it wasn't even like exciting Jordan days either. It was Jordan just about to fall out of Formula One. Yeah, I thought they were, they were, they were further up the... Um, the grid than that but no they're they're right towards the back so ferrari literally had the entire top half of the grid to themselves yeah fifth, fifth and fifth and seventh who what ferrari yeah um jordan were 17th and 19th and minardi were 18th and 20th fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> unreal because of course that unreal. that was that was the legendary first poll that toyota were looking for yeah it was fifth and seventh yeah i can see it now on a bigger bigger picture here yeah, well, yeah, ridiculous. Absolutely it's still, ridiculous. It's still crazy that Toyota didn't do more in Formula One, isn't it? With the amount of money they spent, yes. Was the best driver they got, Timo Glock? I mean, technically it was Jarno Trulli. Mm. I think for sponsorship yeah. reasons, they might argue Kamui Kobayashi. Yeah, I mean, they, well, they had... Um, they had Trulli and Panis, both race winners. Yep, both Monaco race winners. Mm. I'd put Panis. I think Panis is a better driver than Trulli. Oh, and of course, Ralph. Mm. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, Ralph. Ralph uh, also anyway, was that. The, um, <laughs> I saw an F. Is it F two or F three? The Enzo Trulli is is in that. Enzo Trulli is in F three with yeah. Ralph Schumacher's son, Dave. Dave. <laughs> Dave Schumacher. That's his real name. <laughs> anyway, shall we uh, shall we talk about Imola? Because it's it, it, it's it's kind we of should try. It's kind of been a thing and kind of happened. Um, I, I just thought so with with Dave Schumacher. I can't wait for Jeff Villeneuve to hit the track. <laughs> I think well, Jack Villeneuve had a son. Was it this year? Earlier this year? Yeah, Gilles. <laughs> Gilles Villeneuve. Mm. Yeah, Gilles Villeneuve Junior. You know, fuck all those other three kids that he's got. They don't get that name. <laughs> this is what I don't <laughs> understand about Emerson Fittipaldi Junior because he's like the fifth Fittipaldi child, <laughs> and there are several boys ahead of him. He has several older brothers not called Emerson. Maybe he yeah, just it, ran it, out of names. It's because <laughs> at some point that father has thought. I'm going to die, probably not far away, and I would like to leave more of a legacy than I already have done. <laughs> you must be the best of the children now. <laughs> to be fair, I think he got signed by Sauber when he was about 11. I think he's still only about 13. Wow. Right, so if we do this, do this the usual team by team, but we'll do the uh, sprint as well as the race performance as well. Possibly. <laughs> There's a question mark at the end yeah, of that. Yeah, Barney, Ron, Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> <Diego>. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, I put Alpine at the back because during the race, they did not have a good race, but their sprint form was okay. 
Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, Alonso finished the sprint in ninth and Ocon in 16th. Ocon had problems with qualifying as well because his gearbox went. Yeah, so he didn't get out to do a time, did he, in qualifying? Um, he did, but he was um, it was two second, two seconds off getting into Q two. Okay, and Alonso qualified well in like fifth or sixth, didn't he? Mm. And then mm. and then during the sprint went backwards a bit. It's a weird one because we really don't know what we we don't know where a lot of these cars are apart from obviously at the sharp end. But I mean Alpine, they're they're a real kind of yo yo so far, very circuit dependent. Alonso has just had shocking luck as well. Like how many times has that car broken? I think if that if Schumacher hadn't have took Alonso out, I think he could have done something like properly special that in that race. It just seemed like it was it was perfectly set up, like starting wet, drying out halfway through. Who's in the, the racetrack? I heard a car. That, that was one of our neighbours <laughs> driving past. <laughs> this is the problem now that we're not underground anymore. Now that now that now that we're on ground level, we get traffic. Before we just got, before we just used to get boats, just low rumbles. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Like I, uh, I, I think that I think that Alpine is secretly rapid, like it's secretly, like maybe joint third fastest car, um, and that it it just felt like the sort of race that Alonso could have done something in with, without that fucking Schumacher tangle. It was it was just so unlucky, wasn't it? Like he was just minding his own business and was what sort of tenth ish at the time. So yeah, yeah, it, was, it is a shame we didn't get to see what more could have come. I'm still convinced. I'm still convinced that at some point, the uh, in the same way as I think Lando's going to win a race this year, that at some point uh, Fernando's going to do something ridiculous and like win a race in that car. Not this weekend, though. No, <laughs> no, and uh, Ocon not being helped by the pit crew. No, no, no. They did. Uh, th- 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 they try and serve his five-second penalty in, uh, but then got it wrong. No, he got his feet. The five seconds got tacked on at the end, but yeah, they released him into Hamilton, basically. Which is what gave him the five-second penalty. Correct. Yes. Did he not? Did he not pit after that? No. No. Oh, okay. But yeah, his uh, his pit crew. Yeah. No, um, we didn't see it live, obviously, but anyone watching Sky would have heard Ted Kravitz go, oh, there's going to be a crash. <laughs> then, uh, it was a minor tap. <laughs> it, yeah, I think they did make a, a slight bit of contact. Mm. Did you not see that Hamilton. on Sky? We saw the replay, but yeah, as ah, right. as it yeah. happened, but, but Sky had Ted, was Ted in the pit live. Lane. Yeah. All right, okay, cool. And I think he was right yeah, in front he was, of the garage. He when it he happened. he made it sound like literally two cars had become one car. <laughs> he he like literally I was I was expecting carbon fiber all over the place from his reaction to it, and then we saw it, and it was like, mate, no. I think it was definitely a slam dunk, though, wasn't it? Oh for yeah, penalty. Yeah, I, I mean, so. yeah, there was yeah. contact, there was braking. It's it's yeah, it's not good. Mm. Not how you do the pit lane. Especially in such a narrow pit lane as mm. well. Mm-hmm. But very long. Yeah. Oh, it's very yeah, What long. was it? They were taking 29 seconds yeah. or something like that for a, a, a green flag pit, pit stop. Yeah. You know, that's 10 seconds longer than some places. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, with the, yeah, I'll, with the I'll width of it as well, bit... it's, yes. it's, yeah. a, it's a cock-up waiting to happen. 
But it's an old circuit, and it's what you know. We we kind of like Formula One racing at old circuits. Yep. Um, had the weekend been dry all the way through, I think it would have been a totally different weekend um, to what we got. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the weather, you know, kept it interesting, but um, it, it, I don't think we had a true representation of where everyone is. And I think it's the first running for these cars in the wet, is it as well? 2022 cars? I think it will be. Yeah. Mm, yeah, be. So. yeah. So, 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 you know, a lot of them are learning how their cars behave in the wet and it's perhaps doesn't correlate with what happens uh, during dry running. Uh, so Alpine just, yeah, in the bin, uh, a weekend to forget for them and a lot of other teams, but, but yes, that's Alpine. Yeah. Uh, next up, Williams. If we're on um, not the best weekend. Right, positives. Latifi didn't crash. <laughs> he, he, he didn't crash during any I, racing. I feel like we did see him going wonky at some, was it in the sprint? Yeah. There was definitely mm. a, an, a, an event. Oh, it, he went into the gravel in practice, didn't he? Yeah, he Probably. ran wide at some point. At some point during that race, he ran wide. <laughs> we just didn't see it. There was a couple of yellow flags popped up and just disappeared. He's got his name all over one of them. <laughs> I mean, fin- finished the sprint in 19th and did marginally better in the race. He's really struggling, isn't he, with this new formula? Him and, this, mm. and somebody else we're going to talk, talk about in a little bit. Really struggling. Yeah, because we seemed, if anything, la- this time last year we were talking about the fact that actually Latifi seemed to be adapting and yep. just getting on with it, and it, it's not happening at the minute. And then they go and make the fucking cars harder to drive on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he does seem to be going backwards a little bit and sideways and anything but forwards essentially. Yeah, basically, I think it it doesn't help either that um, like un- unless Albon is secretly like one of the best drivers on the grid again. Um that's clearly not a bad car. You know, it's not it's not the Williams that we're used to seeing. It might not be maybe a Haas on a good day or an Alpine. But it's not the Williams that we saw at the back of the grid with a um with a Haas that had had no updates for a whole year. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely improved. Although um, they're now running less paint on the car just to make it lighter. No, to make it before. cheaper when mm. they keep having to respray all their parts for Latifi. Mm, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, we, we're running a special edition car for Latifi. It's just carbon fibre. <laughs> the budget cap is a real thing now. It's like the F one <laughs> equivalent of a DeLorean. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's been the big thing this week with um, with the teams taking paint off the cars to uh, reduce the weight. That's that's why uh, McLaren have gone back to the black airbox now, and it's not orange. I uh, didn't even notice that. Do you know shame. what? Neither did I. Mm. Yeah, they've taken. Um, I think a lot of teams are sort of removing some of the paint. Back to the old um, Jaguar day, aren't we? Jaguar days. Yeah, having to change and Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, change colour because the one you want's too heavy. I mean that that kind of shows you the margins that they're working to when mm. um you know, you you're talking grams of paint. Yeah. Making a di- yeah. making a difference in the way the car behaves. 
Well, I mean, at that point, you 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 don't even weigh the paint, do you? You're working in fucking microns. It's crazy. Well, the car, the, the the cars are really heavy, aren't they? So there's you know, people des- desperately the the upgrades that are trying to be brought in from uh, all the all the rumors. I have no actual official uh, confirmation of this anywhere at all whatsoever. It's all just rumor and uh, subterfuge, but it's all to do with um, weight saving. Mm. And as much weight saving as any of the teams can do, they will start weight saving as as, as quickly as possible. It, it, it's it's like not getting a haircut before you go on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Alban had um, Alban had a good race, eleventh, which you know after getting uh, after getting tenth in Australia. Yep, sniffing yeah. at the points again. Mm-hmm. Having two considerably faster cars behind him as well for many laps, and they both had DRS and weren't allowed to get anywhere near Alex Albon. I think he did really, really well. Mm. Wasn't he one of the quickest on the straights as well at some point? Um, yeah, he was. I think he was the fastest in sector two, which is um, mm. mostly sort of fast, fast straights with little turns. And I think he was quick in uh, quick in sector three sector as well. Two. I mean, sector two, you got the um, runoff Tamburello oh, and uh, the Villeneuve chicane, and then Tosa and the run up to Variante Alta. I thought that was a kind of twisty, though, isn't it? But the only real straight at Imola is 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 the is the 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 so, run up to Ravazza and then the straight uh, where the start finishes. Even that's not straight. <laughs> <laughs> the not, no, that's no. We can't use that. Grand Grand Tour called it the not straight, not not a straight. They're not straight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that was that was the only DRS zone when they eventually got around to switching DRS on. Yeah, that was a weird one as well. They did wait a long time. It was almost like they were listening to them. To I, I know this is not supposed to be any um, outside interference into the, uh, the the race director's room now, but I mean, it was almost like they were listening to the, to, to what the media was saying because people on Twitter started saying it, and then. Mm. You know, the TV started saying it, and then within a couple of laps after the, after it was being complained about by uh, Christian Horner, wasn't it on Sky? Um, is it, it, all of a sudden, it happened. I mean, I can, I can see why the, I can see why they hung on so long with DRS because the main overtaking point is on the um, on the approach to Tamburello in the braking zone, and there was only one dry line in that. Yeah, but you've got the whole field on dry tires for many many laps before they made the change so you kind of feel like once everyone's on dry tires and no one's made a mess the only thing i can think of is that it happened just after the halfway point in the race and maybe before the race they said it's too wet no drs for the first half regardless of how quickly it dries out yeah i mean we we don't you know it could that could have been in the driver's briefing we don't we don't get to see or hear what happens in there because it you know it never leaves the room Things like F2 and F3 drivers' briefings, were the way that they were all driving this weekend, I'm convinced they were handing out shots. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any of the F2 this year. Has it been good? It's been, it's been, it's been good it's crashy. and crashy. I mean, F3 more so, just because you've got 30 cars um, on a tight track. Now, the best F2 one this week was uh, your lad from Belgium who crashed on the um, sighting lap. Oh, yeah, didn't even make the grid. Didn't even make the grid for the parade lap. Managed to... Um, managed to Grosjean. 
Well, no, it was, it was worse than that. It was, um, what was it, Petrov. It was a Petrov-style event, wasn't it? Like, yeah. oh, let's see how oh, wet this curb is. Let's see how wet something yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Turns out, too wet for an F2 car. <laughs> Very. Yeah, I always wanted to see how wet the curbs were. Okay, <laughs> now we have to rebuild the polystyrene sign before the beginning of the race, and you're not starting. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of polystyrene abuse in F2 and F3 as well. But, um, where was it? Oh, God, my mic stands falling over. Hang on a second. You're right there. Yeah, the microphone. Very technical issues. Yeah, the microphone's too heavy for the stand, so it keeps falling at me. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it's fine. Yeah, that's vaguely balanced. Nothing but professionalism here. <laughs> my, my life. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Alban. Um. And Williams, um, yeah, all, all in all, sort of pretty decent. Certainly for half the garage. Uh, right, Haas. Tale, of, tale of two drivers. <sighs> Can we K-Mac. talk about Mick first? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, all right, okay, yeah, if you want to talk about that, that makes sense. Um, I think he's showing that maybe the, the Schumacher 2 experiment is not working. We I saw this agree. a bit last year, didn't we? That particularly in in the wetter conditions, he is not his dad. Mm. He's not the rainmeister, is he? No, no, definitely not. To be to be fair, he's rarely the drymeister either. <laughs> no, I mean, last year we didn't we we didn't have a clue, did we? We we really we knew Mazepin mm. was shit because he was just shit, um, but we we didn't really know uh, how good. You know that Hass was, and we thought this year we might see Mazepin and Schumacher in a Hass that was half decent. Yeah. Uh, obviously, outside things have happened. We got no Mazepin. We do have Kevin Magnussen, who is a known quantity, and a half of decent not... car. Yeah, yeah. Whether regardless of whether or not he's he's you know missed a year of Formula One and the, the rules have changed, we know roughly how what to expect from Kevin Magnussen. They're giving him a half decent car, and all of a sudden he's putting his teammate in the shade i know schumacher's a long-term project and i don't think he's going to lose his seat or go anywhere outside of formula one for quite a long time well as, 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 his thing, name is... as things stand he's bringing the most sponsorship money into the team because he's brought uh one and one with him okay mm. and uh isn't as gene has uh started sponsoring his own team with hastooling.com yes finally i think as well mick was responsible for the ikea photo shoot as seen in Drive to Survive. Oh no, it was it was little. Was it little? Whatever it is, hmm. Haas have started sharing at least one of them a race weekend, and they are delightful. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend we had Gunter next to a boat. Weather appropriate. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Gunter <laughs> next to a boat. Yeah. Um, I did. I mention this on a um, on one of the previous podcasts. I don't know. It's been that long <laughs> since we've done one. I can't remember. Yeah. That somebody, somebody two years ago, comment put a comment on Three Legs Four Wheels, uh, and asked why we hated. Um, oh yeah, I saw this, Kevin Magnuson, and uh, I replied to him saying, "I don't, I, I don't know what is a Kevin Magnuson, and I just I spelled his name wrong on purpose." And um, like two years later, respect the hustle. The guy tagged me in that tweet again when Magnuson did well. He has been waiting. <laughs> He's known <laughs> K-Mag's day is coming. I, fucking, I don't have a hat on, but... You're really into it. 
be really interesting, wouldn't it, to see how uh, K-Mag and Roman Grosjean would get on in that team, um, you know, in a car that is half decent because they did, they did score points when they, when when Haas was all right. Do you um, know what? I think it would have been worse. I mean, it, it took the it took uh, Roman Grosjean catching on fire for them to get on as people. You know, like the uh, Kevin Magnus actually turned around and said, "I didn't realize I liked him until I thought he was dead." <laughs> That's a direct <laughs> quote. And um, for a blunt statement, is K Mag. The uh, the thing is, like they they came together an awful lot, mm. like and. Uh, after that race that he had, especially because that was a close race he was having with George Russell, um, I'm willing to put most of those incidents down to Roman Grosjean because if if in, if they're in the same position, those two cars are in the same position and it's not George Russell and it's uh, Roman Grosjean, the two Hasses are ending up in a pile of carbon fibre again. I think that's always been the problem with Grosjean, isn't it? I think he might be slightly faster than Magnussen, but he can't keep it on the track. Mm. I think I think his yeah. main issue is he he get he's been had a tendency to get more competitive than his car is. Yeah. Or him, maybe maybe it's even a case of um, he's not. I think some some Formula One drivers clearly find their level. You know, like the Sergio Perez, for instance. I think he understands his level, especially now he's in a team with uh, Max Verstappen. You know, it's it's not going to get any better for Sergio Perez in the same way as that uh, Formula One really wasn't going to get any better for um, Rubens Barrichello. Um, but Roman Grosjean... I don't think was satisfied with his level, so he was constantly pushing himself outside of his level. Well, they always said he was, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the Ferrari drive one day. I'm getting the Ferrari drive one day. Never did. He went mm. to has to get the Ferrari seat if you remember, because yeah. at the time it was considered the Ferrari Junior team. Yep. Yeah, didn't exactly, yeah, um, didn't exactly work for him. But the current Haas lineup, I think K Mag did a fantastic job this weekend. Uh, was was the, well, the team did a great job in all fairness because the, they made sure he was on it straight away in Friday practice uh, and qualifying. Uh, qualified really well. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. Lost a couple of places in the sprint, and and, and you know then went on to uh, lose a couple more during the race. But you know what yeah, you I mean, do. The, the sprint tactics were. A He's bit... in a Haas. He's. Yeah, he's not. He's not in a. Did he lose? He lost just one place, didn't he? I think from from the actual sprint to race finish. But, uh, yes, but he, he was subject of the two best overtakes of the day. The first one for me was George Russell uh, going into the chicane, um, and the second one um, Bottas going into Ravazza. Two places you don't normally see people overtaking. Uh, unfortunately, they both overtook Kevin Magnussen. Mm. I mean, it was it was it was odd the tactic that they had for the sprint, starting him on the mediums when everyone else was starting on softs. I assume they were just hoping the softs would go off and he would hang on at the Zoom end. Passed. But with incident, it didn't, it didn't play out. Didn't really didn't really work out. But you know, we're, we're seeing we're seeing Haas getting points, and. 
developing a car. Good. We like it. You know, there's a chance that they could be on for um, their best ever season. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. Uh, where are we next? Alpha Tori. Hmm. Mixed bag, For, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it, it's the same up and down, up and down hmm. the grid, isn't it? Every every team has got a driver that did really well and a driver that didn't do so well. Even even the top team who might have had a one-two finish had a second driver that a couple of times during the race you went, ooh, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, but you know, got away with it. So, I mean, for once, it wasn't Yuki that was Yuki. No, he looked quite good, didn't he? <laughs> yes, this is true. Yeah, uh, he was. I thought Yuki Tsunoda was fantastic in the closing stages of uh, of the race. Um, and again, with with Pierre Gasly, he much like Alex Albon, even though he was behind Albon, he had Lewis Hamilton behind him in a much faster car. Couldn't get past him. Uh, but he also couldn't pass Alex Albon in front of him, which I don't know. I don't know if that's... Lee, you and I were having a bit of a conversation on Twitter before about the whole Bottas-Russell thing, and I know we're not talking about those teams at the moment, but yeah. like, I, don't, I don't know if it was condition-dependent or circuit-dependent or something, you know, on a, on a drying track where it's more difficult to overtake, um, even if you're a lot faster than the car that's in front of you, because... Gasly was clearly a lot quicker than Alex Albon, but just couldn't, as we said before, when we were talking about Williams, just couldn't get past him. What I was confused with was the uh, the the DRS was quite powerful this weekend, too powerful in most situations. But just if, maybe it was a case that the, the that that group. But I think there was definitely a period there where Gasly was over a second behind Albon. So and that was it. That I, I thought Lewis would have nailed Albon, uh, sorry, um, Gasly, under DRS, and he didn't. I, I, I yeah. I, I just I found that all that very odd. It was very, very, it was a it was a strange battle Lewis and Gasly had. But not to take anything away from Gasly, you've got Lewis Hamilton breathing down your neck, and he didn't crack. You know, even even if Lewis couldn't get pa- get past him, you would have forgiven him for catching a break somewhere, you know, or dipping, yeah, like, a, dipping a wheel onto a white line or something. Yeah. You know, like he, Brazil he did... a couple of years ago when yeah. you know, that, that, that drag race to the line, you know, Gasly held out and, and, and took the place. He was, he was, he was fairly impervious, wasn't he? For through mm. that whole battle, he just, he just didn't put a foot wrong. I think Gasly's earned his right to be back in the conversation for, uh, for not, not just from this race, but just how he's, how he's been. Uh, the last couple of years, he's earned his, his his right to be back in the conversation to replace uh, Checo when he leaves when he leaves Red Bull. I am. Um, I think uh, Gasly will have found a new home before that happens. I, I think this is the more likely way that Gasly progresses that he goes somewhere else. Where? Who knows? But no, I'm still yeah, quite possibly. But I think he's earned the right to be part of the conversation again. Yeah, I'm still convinced he'll go to Alpine. There was an interesting, um, interesting thing. I mean, we, we, I suppose that we should really talk about this later, but it's it's more Red Bull than it is driver specific. Um, when they were going out on the podium, did anybody catch the thing that was replayed on social media where, when it came to second place, the um, uh, Perez was going to walk back 
and you you saw somebody grab him, and then a, mo- a moment later, Perez and um, Max walk out onto the podium together. Oh, I didn't and, see this. No, no yeah, I didn't see that. And I I feel the way it was there that that was Max grabbing Perez and saying, "No, no, let's 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 go out there together." You know, in front of the in front of the Tifosi mm-hmm. of the uh, Ferrari home ground. Let let's go let's go out there and do this together. Just like and just I, like Mercedes doing the um, cool down lap in formation every time. The, yep. yeah. every time they win yeah. at Monza. But yep. I I feel the relationship that. Um, Checo and Max seem to be developing between the two of them. Because let's be perfectly honest here, Perez does seem to have settled into that second driver role very easily. And he's all about Red Bull. He's all about doing the best for the team. You never really hear him grumble, you know, about if Max is getting the the better strategy calls or stuff like that. You know, we, we used to hear that even with, with Massa and... Um, Mark Webber and stuff like that. You know, these people that were clearly number twos were getting upset about it. Um, even more so than he seems to, he seems to be happier with it than even more Bottas was. I can see when his contract is up for renewal or there's talks about him getting getting rid of the, rid of him. I can see Max Verstappen wading in and going, kind of like it if we kept this guy about because. Things are working well between us. Uh, it, it feels it feels more of a Schumacher Massa Schumacher Barrichello fit than a Weber Vettel or Lewis Bottas. Yeah, because you probably what you probably say that Mercedes Mercedes strength was Bottas, you know, willing to bend for Lewis Hamilton, and it, it appears mm-hmm. that Perez is perhaps more malleable, as you say. More malleable, but quicker as well. He He's, definitely looks closer this year as well, doesn't yeah. he? He's much closer to Verstappen's yeah. pace. Yeah. So I, I think he's. I think he must understand that this is like I just said before. Formula One isn't going to get better for Sergio Perez than it is right now. I mean, this, you, this is his best chance for a constructors' championship. But you know, you never know. So, and the thing is, if you're in the best car, even if you are number two to somebody, let's just say um, Max Verstappen crashed this race, and then you go on to win the race, or yeah, you needed Perez else. to be where he was, mm-hmm. really, didn't you? That's exactly what he was doing. But there's always that chance you can have a run on a championship, just like Eddie Irvine almost had a run on a championship, just like until, until Ferrari stopped him. Yeah, Mas- but... Massa, two thousand and eight. Was yeah, meant to be um, again. Mm. Mark uh, Mark Webber as well had a had a run in the championship. Um, I th- and I I even I mean Webber fucked his own championship off it if you remember. Uh, was that in the wet? He went on the grass, didn't he, and crashed. I can't remember. Yeah, Korea. Yeah. Um, I I don't think if something was to happen to Max, I don't think Red Bull is the sort of team that would go. Ah, well, we'll try next year. If Perez was still in the game, it wouldn't be a Ferrari situation where they go, "Well, we don't want Irvine to win. Let's let's just burn this championship and hopefully Schumacher can do it next year." I, I don't. I think Ferrari is the only team that would do that. I can't. Yeah, I can't see any others doing it. I, I don't know. Um, Aston Martin might. 
I don't think we need to worry yeah. about that. It's yeah. a highly hypothetical situation <laughs> yeah. at the well, moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. Actually, it is Aston Martin next. Oh. De- debut points for um, the Mean Green Machine. Yeah, double points, wasn't it? Both, mm, yeah. both in the top ten. Decent race. Yeah, good that, race for Seb. That, yeah. that leaves yeah. that leaves Hulk as the only Aston Martin driver to not score a point. And incidentally, he's still ahead of Latifi in the in the championship. <laughs> I know. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> How is that a thing? Just going to be like last year with Nikita finishing twenty first in a twenty in a twenty driver championship. Well, at the moment, Latifi is playing the role of Mazepin. Oh dear. <laughs> It was good for Seb because I mean there was even talks before the, going into this race weekend that if he that if it didn't work out for him we could see him retiring before the end of the season. You know there, there was people starting to to have those sort of stories. So you notice he hasn't denied it though. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it depends what he thought what what he thought he was going to get and how thick he, how how quick he thought he was going to get it, doesn't it? That's what he always down. said. He, to be fair to Sebastian Vettel, he's always said, my future in Formula One depends on the success of Aston Martin. Mm. He had one year before this rule change, and he thought, mm, maybe, let's see how this rule change goes. He had the rule change, and it's not gone Aston Martin's way. Mm. I like Seb. I, I, I'll be honest. I like Ferrari Seb. I like Aston Martin Seb. I didn't like Red Bull Seb. Not because he won all the time, just mm. because I think he became... They hadn't installed the personality at that point, had they? No, he was a bit too. He was a bit. I know arrogant's not the right word because he was able to back it up. Do you Entitled. Know what I mean? like, yeah, that's like saying Michael Schumacher was arrogant. Well, yeah, he could win world championships. Like he's allowed to be. Um, but yeah, there was there was something deeply unlikable about Sebastian Vettel when he was at Red Bull, and and I think he it became was the finger celebration. I think that oh, might possibly have been the number the one. crooked finger which Jensen Button Fuck, yeah. mimicked hilariously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, uh, Ferrari Seb and Aston Martin Seb has been you know one of my favorite favorite drivers to watch and also to you know to to see in interviews and things. He's he's been. He's been quite comical. You know, Ferrari said ripping it out of Rosberg, like talking about like the driver briefing and things. And you know, I was like, I'm going to invite myself to Mercedes driver briefing and stuff like you know, just just a good time. Seb, I don't want to see him leave Formula One. I think he's a really good Formula One driver and a lot better than than some of the crop that are still there, including his teammate. Um, but I th- I think he thinks his time might be up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it all, it all depends, you know, if he's not enjoying it anymore, then he'll go sit in his shed. I mean, the hot rumour doing the rounds with Aston Martin at the moment is that Audi will buy them out, which obviously then because makes Audi it... Because Audi did not manage to buy out McLaren because... They did because... not, which then makes it a because... German team. Yes. <laughs> which might, might keep him around. And bring back Hulk again. Hulk again. and Vettel and Audi. I'm sure there's there must be a good young German driver coming up. They can't always go back to Hulkenberg. It, it, surely Nick they, Heidfeld. The only no, the only no, one no, in no, F two no. I think is David bun. Beckman, isn't it? But he keeps drifting out of the championship for not being good enough and just coming back in when someone's sponsorship runs out. Do you, do you think Mick might might join Sebastian in an all German team? It could be Mick. Yeah, yeah. Could, but then they'd have chance. to release him from Ferrari. Can well, the I... thing is. Ferrari has signed their drivers for another what, three years, is it? This Including is true. this year. Yeah. So, 
you know, Mick might just say, yeah, thanks for all the support. I'm in Formula One. I'm clearly not my dad. I'm going to go over here. I mean, right. I, I, I haven't really got a jog in this fight because I don't watch the, the Sky coverage. But just for everybody else, because I'm like a nice guy, can we not oh, have they... Can, can, can we not have David Beckman come into Formula One? Can you imagine Crofty if there was someone came in called David Beckman? To be fair, David Beckman has nowhere near the license points. He is not a, a serious contender. I threw his name right. in for the lols. He is the only German in F2. He, he is the only German in F2, but yeah, the, the, the next German up <laughs> would surprising, obviously be surprising, isn't it? Given that like Schumacher's success brought about like half the... Um, I think was it a quarter of the of the grid were German at one point mm-hmm. in Formula One purely, but and that was all thought to be down to uh, Michael Schumacher's success during the nineties, like getting kids into carts, and you had uh, Heidfeld, Hulkenberg, Sutil, Vettel. Um, it kind of gets worse there because uh, Dave Schumacher is the only German in F three. Yeah, and both Dave Schumacher and David Beckman didn't start this season with a drive. They've come in for people who've lost sponsorship. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it seems very strange that you had four years of Sebastian Vettel as champion, and we're ten years past that now, and that hasn't yielded any any young drivers coming through yet. And I'm not sure the single Rosberg championship would have done an awful lot. But it always said, <laughs> didn't they, that the, the, the Germans never took to Vettel like they did to Schumacher. Mm. Yeah, that's what exactly what I was just going to say. It was never he was never. He 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 was never the droid they were looking for. He wasn't a very um, German German. No. Oh, look, talking of Dave Schumacher, he has replaced Ayrton Simmons. Yes. <laughs> is that real? Who who is who is yeah, a fantastic yeah. driver and keeps losing his sponsorship? Yeah, Ayrton Simmons. Yeah, real real driver. Um. Yeah, very strange. Schumacher replaces Senna. <laughs> but yeah um very strange that, that there's 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 so few germans coming through because there were always german racing drivers uh sort of round and about all the time i've been watching you know formula one um and for for there to go it, within the space of like 12 years to go from like a quarter of the grid being german to being like it's mick schumacher you know, if Vettel does go, <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems a bit, you a get bit strange. Pascal Verlein back. I don't think he's coming back to Formula One, is he? <laughs> no, I, 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 <laughs> I think he's done. I mean, if you look at um, all the German drivers, just seem to end up in DTM now. Yeah. Yeah, there's really not a huge amount. I'm just looking at some of the European yeah. ones as well. There's really not a huge amount in the open wheel. No. No, I mean we're even starting to see, aren't we? Like like the fruits of like Lewis Hamilton's early success in Formula One. I'm talking like when he was still at McLaren, um, because you've got uh, George Russell, and Landon Norris, yeah. and, and Alex Albon, all yeah. absolutely idolised Lewis Hamilton as, as a Formula One driver. There's that picture, isn't there? George Russell, like nine years old or whatever, meeting Lewis Hamilton. Mm. He's his fucking teammate now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. <laughs> crazy. He just beat you in a race. Oh, um, what was it like then? What was uh, what was Rosberg like 
um, during the during the race. I've I've been told that he he was quite hilarious. How much he was enjoying what was going on. There was a lot of shade thrown. He was loving the shit show that was he, the Hamilton situation, wasn't he? He was yeah. He, delighted. he enjoyed the. Yes, he enjoyed that a little bit too much. And just in case you didn't know, he used to race against Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Did he? Right. Yeah. Didn't mention it at all. Yeah. No, didn't didn't at all mention well, it. Well, quite literally <laughs> sat in his armchair on Zoom. The best thing about that was when they asked him a question and he clearly didn't hear it and was just, <laughs> we always saw his Nico Rosberg intently staring at us for a few seconds. <laughs> Um, what I did enjoy was because I obviously I, I only catch bits of Sky coverage. I watch sort of some of the interviews and stuff on YouTube once it's uh, once it's finished. And um, they, when they had George Russell, so like sat in the chair afterwards, they they brought um, Rosberg out uh, from from his little monitor from screen his, from his Zoom. Yeah, and uh, Rosberg bot, and George Russell had to sort of eloquently balances way around Rosberg saying, so so what was it like to dominate Lewis Hamilton for an entire race weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. And that's how far away we've got from Lance Stroll, who I didn't... I don't actually remember doing anything in that race. Do you know what? I think it's quite a good thing. Like, we go on little tangents. Let's have the Lance Stroll tangent. The Stroll away from Stroll. Yeah, yeah, just so Lance Straw was at this position. Anyway, the weather. You know, <laughs> the... To be fair, Lance Stroll interrupted one of the most important moments of last season. So let's... <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, did they just lose the lead of the race? Here is Lance Stroll missing a curb. <laughs> uh, right, Alfa Romeo then. Very mixed. Possibly one of the more mixed. Yeah. Did did Cho Guang you find himself retired? He retired from the sprint, didn't he? Um, he didn't even make lap two. Yeah, he had. Did he had a, some some kind of event, crashed. didn't he? Yeah, and then ended up having crashed. to start yeah. from the pit lane because, of course, it's Park Ferme and they had to fix many mm-hmm. things. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then can got... we also give? Uh, uh, no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not among the army of people who dislikes Paul DeResta. <laughs> Um, I, I actually quite I like, like him as a pundit because yeah, he spots he spots things that, that that other other pundits and people miss. But you're in the territorials uh, for it. Well, no. What what really gets my goat with Paul DeResta is his pronunciation of certain things. Oh, zoo. He yeah, zoo. His name's not <laughs> zoo. It's Joe. And also <laughs> the, the, the 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 corner, the hairpin at the top of the circuit is Tozer, not Tosser. <laughs> he also adds an S into Mercedes somewhere and always calls them Mercedes. Oh dear. <laughs> he, he was involved with that team for a while. You think he might need to, you know, might know how to pronounce their name. <laughs> so anyway, or zoo anyway. <laughs> oh, Aqua Mineral was another one as well. Well, <laughs> Although, as I said, um, more aqua than Minerali. It was. I still, I still like that one. I, st- <laughs> I, I stand by that. I was waiting. I was waiting for Latifi to crash in the wet so I could go for a Oh Canada. But it was. But what you got instead was was Joe crashing in the damp. Well, it was dry. Yes, he wasn't in the sprint. It was. Yeah, it was dry. He just he just got yeah. onto the, just got onto the grass and 
and, and went backwards into the barrier. Yeah, and just binned it completely. Yeah, yeah. So, so that meant that he couldn't really move forward at all on on Sunday during the race. Um, I mean, he man- managed to go up um, ahead of um, both Williams and a damaged Mick Schumacher. Right. Okay. So he gets the Giovinazzi participation trophy. Oh, sorry, for a, a, being... a, da- a damaged Ricardo, not both Williams. A damaged Ricardo and a damaged Mick Schumacher. I think that that is the participation award. But, yeah. The Giovinazzi low... participation award for Giovinazzi's replacement. So was he? I was going to say, was he lowest finisher who didn't have some kind of event? But that would be Latifi, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah fair enough. Well, we also, can I can, I can I give event, if there was one. <laughs> Can I give the Giovinazzi participation award to Antonio Giovinazzi for shaking his head when Carlos Sainz went out of the race? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he's there. <laughs> he stood in the Ferrari garage and when the camera zoomed in on him when Sainz was out of the race, he just shook his head. Are <laughs> you sure he wasn't flicking his hair? I no, mean, it was a definite head, head shake. Because he, he, he's still got the hair game. He yeah, but it's shorter than it was, yeah. Sacrilege. Italian Jesus. <laughs> uh, but moving slightly further up, um, Bottas, he's really got a grip on that car. Yeah. He does look reborn, I Bottas did he? really well. Yeah. I think he should have got past George Russell with the car he had at the time. I think, the, yeah, this is a conversation we were having earlier on Twitter. Yeah. I think the same with Lewis Hamilton, Pierre Gasly and Alex Albon. Very Both- great. Yeah, they, they they all should have got past Albon. That's what I was saying. I wonder if it was a if it was a circuit or you know a drying circuit dependent thing. No, we saw, conditions. I, I think it was people not willing to make moves. I think that that was because I know you said when we talked about this on Twitter about the uh, um, Bottas getting past Kevin Magnussen, but I feel he'd already been helped by the fact that. Um, uh, George Russell had munched, uh, had munched. Uh, fuck, what's his name? God, I just said it. K Mag. K Mag. Yeah, for what three, four laps? So you you could see his tires were going off. So but by the time Bottas got there, you know, K Mag was racing to keep his car on the track, let alone trying to race to keep it to hold position. So I, I think that was a bit of a. It was a bit of a foregone conclusion. He'd get that move. Even he could, but. He he closed because I I mean I was watching the um I was watching the times because I was I was quite nervous for George I re- I really wanted him to stay ahead of Bottas and uh, that he ripped into that lead you know because it was like four seconds at one point that he just chewed away at and then the next thing is he's within a second and then that's it and it all it's it's been that thing with Bottas hasn't it for a long time where in clean air he's as quick as anybody. But when he has to get past somebody, I, th- I think on Twitter I said the uh, um, Bottas couldn't make a pass at a prostitute was what I said, and it, it's he, he just he can't he can't do it. I just wonder if he um, if he shredded, shredded his tires trying to make up that four second gap, and by the time he got there, he, he just didn't have enough left. No, because he was still all over the back of him. Yeah, he was. It was just because there was a couple of times there where I think another driver would have sent it. He'd have tried to throw it around the outside, or is you know, even if the even if it didn't quite stick and he had to back out of it, he'd have tried yeah. something. Bottas just never even had a look. He did have a look. He had a decent uh, run around the outside at one point, but Russell just 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 held the line. 
and uh, as soon as you hold the, the the dry racing line and it's even slightly damp where you're putting your car, mm. then you know you're probably going to lose tire temperature quite quickly, lose a bit of grip, and then you're going to have to wait a lap or two to get back on him. So I think Bottas maybe did play it safe, but I think as I said, that it was happening quite a lot. I think we were. We watched like what twenty laps of Lewis Hamilton not getting past Pierre Gasly. Yeah, I was just like, you know, just I was like, oh, this is Hamilton on Gasly. I was like, no, if it was going to happen, it would happen like twenty laps ago. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's not going to happen now. So think... yeah, so, same with Bottas and Russell. I think it was you know it, it, that could have happened. That I know that it was only the last three or four laps that they were fighting for, but I think even if it was the last fourteen laps they were fighting for, the outcome probably would have been the same. I think it's also worth notice, no, noting, and this is in the Bottas should have got the job done, is that the they fucked the pit stop up for George, didn't they? And they sent him out on dry tyres without adjusting the wings. So he had. They also like, fucked the pit stop up for Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, he had a slow there? stop, didn't he? It was yeah. about yeah. 11 seconds. He was stopped for eight, yeah, and he was stopped stationary with no, <laughs> trying to get a wheel nut off again, like uh, Monaco yeah. last year. For eight seconds, they couldn't get that wheel off. Better than Ouch. 72 hours. That's <laughs> so true. Without that pit stop, he would have been ahead of George Russell anyway. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he yeah. should have been. He had the quicker car. That's the, that's the thing. That the And I think this is where Mercedes have been good this year. I mean, even if it hasn't been both of them. Um, they've been lucky that they're scoring points where they probably shouldn't be scoring points. And they're definitely getting results where they shouldn't be getting them. It's like Ferrari at the start of last year, isn't it? Ferrari just seemed to keep acquiring podiums every now and then. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mercedes are probably... It's hard to tell because we we, we really don't know. But um, I think Mercedes are probably the third or fourth best car at the moment. It's... Yeah, I, I, on, on its day, I think may, maybe even slightly lower. You know, when you get a, a Hass on form or you know, we've got to see where Alpine shake out. And McLaren. I think McLaren are firmly the third best car on the grid. That about firmly? And again, I think it's 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 circuit dependent because... Uh, I, think them, the I, think the bad finished... race, I think the bad race was circuit dependent. Yeah, well, yeah, well, if the, the, there are going to be other circuits like that as well, it's not just no, no, um, but I mean, just just the time, the situation they were in, the uh, the fact they didn't they they had that brake problem as well. I I think that was the hiccup, and I I expect McLaren to be where they were this weekend for the majority of the season, possibly, maybe even further forward. Although yeah. they haven't changed much to that car, they were the, they were one of the teams that did bring upgrades, yeah. uh, small upgrades. Uh, Mercedes also brought upgrades. Ferrari, I don't think, brought anything. Uh, and I think Red Bull brought upgrades as well. I mean, with, well, that's... with McLaren, the next race is going to be telling because it's going to be a hell of a lot hotter. Yeah. And well, let's not forget that in the, the, in the first test, by the end of the first test, we were going, well, it looks like it's between Ferrari and McLaren, which is the quickest car. You know, we, we only think about the terrible test they had, like the second test where... They only had one driver, and they had mm. this a break overheating issue. Then they went to the fir- went to the first race, not knowing what the fuck was going on with the car. Before that, like we were looking at them as title contenders. Again, temperatures in Barcelona were a lot cooler than they were in Bahrain. So yeah, yeah, yeah you know, absolutely. It, 
you know, it's um, it flattered. So it, weather dependent with the McLaren. And with Could the Barcelona be. test as well, how many people won't have brought what was anywhere close to the car? Yeah, I mean, don't, yeah, don't forget, it wasn't even a test. It was a shakedown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but the I, other Mercedes driver that we, that we haven't spoken about... <laughs> Because we were talking about Mercedes and we accidentally went into McLaren territory again. As we, well, yeah. as we always <laughs> seem to do. Yeah, we've done that for six years. Why well, break the habit of effectively a <laughs> lifetime? Um, What's going on then? Well, is, 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 is he done? Is, yeah. he, is this, is this, this is the, the end of Lewis, of Lewis Hamilton? Hamilton? This is the fall he, of Lewis Hamilton. Do you think he, this is the one rule change that he just can't wrap his head around and that's why he's being left behind? Or is it, uh, is it that George is used to driving... Uh, shit cars so <laughs> when he gets a shit car that's actually still pretty good and a lot better than his last shit car he could do all right with it but hamilton's never had a shit car so it's since 2009 mm. so they give him a shit car and all of a sudden he's like i don't know what to do with this lads um well he's, he's comparing he's comparing this car to the 2009 mclaren isn't he yeah we say it's the worst car he's ever driven didn't he uh right i'm gonna say something and i don't a hundred percent mean it <laughs> so, if you can hold back on tweeting me, just for this, just like a couple of minutes, you probably listen to this on your phone anyway. So, you might as well listen to the rest of the po- podcast before you call me a cunt. Um, the problem is, is Lewis Hamilton's full of shit. The uh, all you get from Lewis is these constant motivational talks about how he just wants to race people. He wants other teams to be quicker than him. He just wants another chance to rise. And the minute things don't go well for me, sulks. He's done it his entire career. He's dropped his head when things have not gone right for him. Now, the difference is between now and when he had a bad McLaren is he's got a load of wins and seven world championships under his belt. And I and this, this isn't a knock to him because I imagine he's fatigued of Formula One. You know, he's been, do, he's been doing the four... That wasn't deliberate. Formula he generally cut out for years. What? You're you a wee glitch then, but you're back. You're fine. <laughs> All right. The, uh, he's been doing the Formula One circus now for years and years and years, like the, the majority of his life. I don't think he has the drive in him to help to sort Mercedes out. And I think that's why George Russell's doing it, because George Russell in that car that isn't working properly has the drive that, Lewis Hamilton had at the beginning of his career because George hasn't had the success yet. So send all tweets to... (laughs) (laughs) It's too late. (laughs) The thing is, it comes in waves, doesn't it? I'll get a load of tweets saying, that's great, yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with you. And then you get the other ones, usually from somebody with, like, Team LH in their bio or a picture of Lewis Hamilton as their thing, which will say, you're racist because you don't support Lewis Hamilton. Um, So, yeah, I'm probably getting a mixture of those right now. I think Lewis Hamilton's a fantastic racing driver. He like, is a fantastic racing he, driver. Statistically, he is whether or not you whether you like it or not. And it's the only thing we can use to 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 use drivers, you know, compare drivers from different eras. Statistically, he is the greatest of all time. He's got the same amount of world championships as Michael Schumacher, but more poles by mm-hmm. far, more race wins by considerable amount. So yeah, he is the. Uh, 
he is the greatest of all time officially when you look at the numbers and that's all you can look at is the numbers but there comes a time when drivers have a bad season after they've had a run of success and i think virtual statman says something quite similar to this on twitter the 2005 season was a terrible season for schumacher when everybody said he should probably retire and he's done mm. and then 2006 the car was a lot better for him and he was fighting for the championship again a lot more in 2006 than he was in 2005 so in 2005 you had raikkonen and montoya as well didn't you who nearly won the title before alonso actually took it and then in 2006, Schumacher was one of the main protagonists again in the, in the, in the title fight. I think he was the main protagonist uh, up against defending champion at that point, Fernando Alonso. And it was only, I think, towards the end of the season when it looked like, you know, oh, you know, regardless of what happens, whether or not I win this championship, I'm going to retire at the end of this year. And I actually think that was the worst thing Schumacher did because I think that's when his title challenge sort of faltered after he'd announced that he was going to retire. If he said, if he'd not said anything until after the end of the year, I think he may have come away with an eighth championship. I don't know whether or not the, well, the, the, the same will happen for Lewis Hamilton, whether or not there'll be um, this like, you know, not, not rebirth or not renaissance. Cause that's not the right word. Cause he is towards the end of his career. He'll be, what, how old is he now? 37, 38, something like that. So, you know, Kimmy was old at 40, so if Lewis does another two years, then you know, he, he is going to be you know, considered a very old Formula 1 driver. Yeah, Fernando wants like to keep a... driving until he's 70. I was going to say, Alonso reckons he's got another <laughs> two or three years. Yeah, I know, exactly. But, you, you know, and, and, and there you have it. But it's, yeah, I don't know that there's going to be... Well, there, there hasn't been that second rebirth of, of, of Fernando Alonso, has there? And I don't know that the same would happen with Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> I just got your tweet flood. That's very funny. (laughs) (laughs) I I like the fact that Kieran Thompson has also jumped on the bandwagon. We're clearly not listening to this podcast because it's not live by saying, never give up. We still rise. Hashtag sack Massey. Uh, Hashtag I stand with DIY SOS bloke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, tangent. How is your war with DIY SOS bloke? He's gone quiet, or Has I've been he? blocked. Oh, <laughs> I might have been blocked. I'm not. Uh, I'll have to double check. Well, he's not had. Um, he's not had a great deal to uh, complain about lately, has he? Yeah, he was tweeting uh... quite a lot as of seven hours ago. Yeah, that's a shame. He's... About the FIA. Oh my God. Um. So yes, Mercedes. Then I mean, we've we've talked we've talked a lot about George. Only driver to finish in the top five in every race this season. Yeah, is he third yes. in the championship? Or Lando might have fourth. just moved above him. Yeah, fourth. I think I think Perez and Verstappen went above him this weekend. But he's still ahead of um, Carlos Sainz. Yes, solid. <laughs> and ahead of uh, and ahead of Lewis. What's his what? What's his something that he's done like fourth, fifth, sixth, and fourth, or something in his last in in his four races? Uh, fourth, fifth, third, and fourth. Fourth, fifth, third, and fourth. There yes. you go. Like that's why that's why he's so high in the championship. In a car that's not supposed to, you know, a car that's given a seven-time world champion a lot of trouble, he's outperforming Lewis Hamilton. I thought he might do this year. I just didn't think Mercedes would be this far down. 
Which which I think gives more sort of credibility to the he's good at driving sheds. Yeah, just give and him a decent car. We saw what well. you can do. Yeah. We saw what you could do with a decent car when he had that one drive for Mercedes when Hamilton had COVID. Yeah, give him a decent car and a decent pick room. God, what can he do? What's what do you think the chances are that this is the beginning? Remember like we saw with um I'm trying trying to think of a good a Charles Leclerc and Vettel is a good uh, good little thing to look at. Oh, Daniel Ricardo and Vettel as well. Is this the beginning of George Russell getting on top of Lewis Hamilton? No, he's already on top of I Lewis say, Hamilton. If it, if it seems to be going well. No, no, it's but uh, like, I think in... he's already he's already he's by far outperforming Lewis Hamilton. But at there the was, no, but there was bad luck in a couple of in, in a couple of the races. This is the first time this year he has comfortably outperformed Lewis. Like because there's there's been times where Lewis was out of position in qualifying, but when you actually look at the race pace, Lewis had a quicker race pace than George. But this is the first time he's outperformed Lewis. I don't and... think we'll. Yeah, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, like people, people as generally people with like Lewis Hamilton related things in their Twitter profiles, um, seem to think that this is as good as George Russell will get, especially when he's like two tenths behind Lewis. But if we say that this guy who's been in a Williams for a couple of years, who's come into Mercedes and is on the essentially on pace, either just behind or just ahead of him in qualifying most of the time, uh, is ju- is on pace with, like you say, the guy which is um, mathematically the greatest driver of all time. And he's got room to get better. There is more. There's more headroom in George Russell improving than there is for Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton has done the majority of his improving to get where he is. So it seems more than likely to me, before the end of the season, Lewis will struggle with George. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Um, I think. Come on, I'm we always... might as well all get horrible tweets. Don't just leave them to me. <laughs> no, I think I think Why? that's what, that's is... what you're there for. That's fair. It's fair. Why do you, say, why do you do... think we keep you on? I do draw energy from it as well. <laughs> the day of the last race of last season, I tweeted uh, that George Russell would be world champion this year. That looks increasingly unlikely at the moment. But I think if any Mercedes driver is is more likely to to it's strange saying this. If any Mercedes driver is more likely to to win a race, I think George Russell's probably more likely to pick up a win at the moment than Lewis Hamilton. Having said that, you can never count Lewis Hamilton out if they sort the problem out. If they if they do something, if Mercedes bring a new floor to, I don't know, they they, they, they keep saying they're going to bring upgrades and then don't bring them. So if they bring a a, a new floor to to Barcelona. And that's it. That's the car up there with Red Bull and Ferrari. As soon as that car's on pace, as much like what Lee said before, Lewis's head will not be down anymore. It'll rise like still he rises, um, <laughs> but and he will uh, and he'll be he'll be right on it again straight away. Like, but you know, will is what George is doing now by constantly being in the top ten. Is it going to get to the point where they finally get that car working and he's the only one that's technically still in it? Maybe. We, we won't know until we see 
either the Mercedes is sorted out, uh, and I don't know if that will be this year. That might not be this year. But uh, and they're having an on-track battle with the two of them, free to race. Which is, but the fact that Mercedes aren't in a championship fight at the moment might actually lend itself to us seeing some really decent racing at some point this year between mm. Russell and Hamilton. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think. Like you say, you can't you can't count count Lewis out. But I do I do think we'll, we'll we're going to get a good look this weekend because we're going to go to a track that no one's ever been to. And that, it, that's, it's always a great equalizer, mm-hmm. and it always gives the the guys which are really good, which can cut you, know, which which find the groove of a track really quickly, and if they find those extra couple of tenths, you know, where people are still trying to feel their way around certain corners. Yeah. Um I, I I think that'll be it'll be really interesting to see where Russell and and Lewis are this weekend. I could be eating complete humble pie next week and going, Yeah, yeah. you got you know, it's did it, but I am I'm, I'm quite happy to do that. But uh, it looks like they've been putting an awful lot in um in in the simulator as well, doesn't it? Both Mercedes drivers have been a lot mm. have been at, at the simulator a lot lately. Yeah. Um, what I would say for anybody that doesn't want nasty Twitter tweets, word of advice, is that when Alex Alban take uh, overtakes Lewis Hamilton, don't tweet hashtag Team LH. Where's your god now? That That's didn't bad. land, did it not? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alban pitted a lap earlier, did he? Than Hamilton. I know. That's why. I that's know. Why he... <laughs> don't don't don't, don't come see. here with your undercut argument. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know full well why he was ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah uh, yeah. Mercedes are in a strange place, which is uh, unknown territory for anybody who's been watching Formula One. I've been watching it for thirty years, but um, it still it still sounds strange that um, you know. Mercedes, even ever since they came back to Formula One in 2010, have been on an upswing or right at the top. Uh, not really been, um, not used to Mercedes being on a on a on a downswing and being at the moment, as you say, third or fourth best best car on the on the grid, which puts them it puts them in mid grid, like head of the mid grid, really, doesn't it? I mean, it is it is a real mm. fuck me. They are mortal. Mm. What what yeah. do they do? Like how long? Do they spend trying to fix this car before they think, "Fuck it, let's just go back it to the depends. drawing board and start on next year"? Because when when Lewis had the shitty car in two thousand and nine, McLaren did throw a lot into that, and it was a decent car by the end of the season. It won a couple of races. He won but two races that year from memory. Was it two? Um, there we go. As many as two. Um, I think he won in Hungary and Singapore. The two races where you don't need power. There you go. It depends because um, it might be it, if you've got cars which are going to be the same next year as mm. they are this year. Um, it, it it's a problem it, worth fixing almost. Yeah, it's it's going to be transferable, I think. But if the if the concept is shite, do they scrap it sooner rather than later and just think, no, we'll just redo it completely mm. for next year? Yeah. We'll, we'll make a normal yeah. shaped car. <laughs> I mean, th- to be perfectly honest, they could be doing that because. Uh, as far as we were concerned, uh, um, Aston Martin have a like a B spec car, don't they, to bring out at some point? Allegedly, so yeah. yeah there is a that was always um, the traditional Force India way of doing things, mm, wasn't it? It was actually. It's a good point. Yes. Get to Spain. Here's the real car. 
Or occasionally, I'm not sure. or occasionally Belgium. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works in a budget cap world. It's probably not the most uh, appropriate. It was way. Belgium, wasn't it? A couple yeah. of years in a row. When Force they became India racing point, I think. <laughs> yeah, they brought a B spec car a couple of years in a row to uh, to to Belgium, and yeah. I think the first year they did it, everyone was like, "What's this? A B spec car? We haven't seen this in like nearly years. nearly and one, it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they were they were um, very very good. So they've always been a a, a a team that's good at developing, but then so have Mercedes. So, is it Spain after um, Miami? Yeah, I think so. I think I think we're gonna go. I think we're gonna know it's Spain. I think the the issues that these cars have been carrying. So I, I know we've just had a European race, uh, but the teams were reluctant to bring updates to that race because of the sprint race. Because they lost a testing session, you know, to try the new parts out. Yeah. Uh, so it still leaves Spain as the place to bring your updates. It's because it's so such I, a I... known quantity as well, isn't it? Like you've done yeah. so much testing there, whereas Imola, although it's an older track, is still quite new to this group of teams. So a fi- five pounds bet on five George Russell. Pounds? Five pounds bet on George Russell to win in Spain. Eighty to one or slightly lower odds. Eighty to one is what I had on Alonso to win. <laughs> yeah, the we know. Race. <laughs> that, that I I still don't regret that. That was still a worthy punt. If you get if you eighty to one on the guy that could have got pulled the race before, that was worth a shout. But not during a sprint. What? Not during a sprint. You had him on to win the sprint, didn't you? Yeah, that's what I mean. But like, he he almost got pulled the weekend before. We don't really know where that car was. I was thinking, fuck! If he Alonso starts sending it up on people, and it, and you've got uh, Charles Leclerc and stuff that just don't really want to get involved in it, I thought maybe maybe there's a chance. But what it all it did was lose me a final. Well, at, at some point, at some point, and I know we're moving a bit further up the grid now, but at some point, Leclerc and Verstappen will come together. Yes, it's it happens all the time. Uh, two drivers from two different teams, sometimes the same team, um, but not in this instance, going for a championship, and you know one will try and pass the other, and there'll be an accident, um, and, and one of D- one of them, D- or both of them. DIY SOS will get involved. Maybe they Tell will. You what? Although, <laughs> if, more... to be honest with you, if someone's calling DIY SOS from Formula One, the budget cap has hit a bit too hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I watched a bit, I watched a bit of the NASCAR on Sunday. They were using angle grinders and gaffer tape, so don't rule it out in F one. Yeah, welcome oh, angle, to sixty a, minute car update. The, the quickest way to fix things: if you want to cut it off, angle grind it. You want to, um, you want to stick it back on, duct tape. Right, you're uh, as far as I'm concerned as well. If you're right, they are going to start coming together at some point, and there is more chance of those two drivers coming together than there was of Lewis and. Um, Max coming together in my eyes yeah yeah quite possibly because I think uh, I, I I like I, I praised Charles Leclerc I know we're going to talk about it in a bit but he, ne- he can next actually he can he can crash <laughs> you know <laughs> he's he's capable of crashing well he proved he is absolutely capable he of crashing, proved yeah. that on sunday when he tried to take too much curb on uh very anti-alta and got very yeah. anti-backwards are we are we on ferrari now we are yes right okay this is why he's we're not, not on mclaren win. no you put no, mclaren you put after the ferrari. list together oh we, we didn't talk Did about I? daniel ricardo 
We well, haven't talked about McLaren that's yet. That's because we haven't done McLaren. Oh, right, okay. Because okay, yeah. we will, yeah, we Ferra- will talk Ferrari about Daniel Ferrari actually had a worse race, didn't they, I suppose, when it comes to results, because... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Carlos Sainz feeling the pressure? I don't think so. I think he was. I think he felt the, the McLaren track. in his his side, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, but I think he was if he wasn't where he track. was, if he wasn't where he was on the grid, it wouldn't probably wouldn't have happened. What which for? exactly? Which is exactly what Nico Rosberg said. Is it clever yeah. man? Nice pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, but yeah, because uh, that car was probably better than 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 fourth. I mean, he may have qualified fourth. Perez, Verstappen, and Leclerc may have been in front of him anyway. If it wasn't the sprint weekend, but he started but, he started further back in the sprint, didn't he? So he had to get up to fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, both both Ferraris were slow away. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone passed them, so it's either a problem problem with the start, or they both had both drivers had exactly the same crap start as each other. So I don't, you know, I don't think he got hit because of where he started. He got hit because of where he was at the time. That's fair. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't his fault. Yeah, the, there was no there's no part of that accident or incident, whatever you want to call it, was anything to do with Carlos Sainz. No, no. It, R- Ricardo went for a gap that was disappearing while he was going for it, and it and was, it's it's a damp track as well. You know, there's going to be some slipping and sliding. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a it was a 100 racing incident, and you know, shit like that happens on damp tracks. Yeah, yeah. Ricardo did give Sainz room, but he slipped into. Mm-hmm into him it just it, it happens it's a, it's a wet track what are you going to do it's team no luck isn't it yeah when you've, you've got both of those drivers next to each other like there, there is no people under more pressure in formula one right now than carlos Sainz and um daniel ricardo daniel ricardo who will lose his seat this year that's gonna happen that he will not be in a mclaren next year they can't they can't continue to this uh, Daniel Ricardo experiment because it's not it's just not working and I I don't I don't think he can turn himself around I'm afraid I don't know if, if if I think that might be a bit too early but I was just thinking then whilst you were talking if they were to do that then that's probably where Pierre Gasly ends up that's the thing they uh, they don't have anyone like young drivery like a, their next Lando so Patrick they would Award. have to shop somewhere else could be Pato Pat- Award yeah. I think I think they bring him in, uh, and I, it's it's just if it was just this season, it's fine. You 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 could do it. But the thing is, even when um, even when Ricardo is is there, he's still behind Lando. You know, he's still he's still off Lando to the same pace he was off Lando last year. That's not changed. Yeah, uh, just I don't want it to be the case. This is uh, this isn't me like hating on Daniel Ricciardo. You can't hate Daniel Ricciardo. I, yeah, I he's the one guy who won them a race, you know, for the first time within. He only won that race years. because he only won that race because Lando wasn't allowed to attack him. Oh no! Or Lando radioed in to say, "Is it best for me if I stay where where I am?" Is it best? Also, for the us? Verstappen Verstappen mounting Lewis incident probably helped. Yeah. And Ricardo battled his way through to the front, not just because of the sprint, but also at the beginning of the of the Sunday Grand Prix. So you know, but, and, given, but 
but he crashed again. You know, the it it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's it's these things keep happening to him. And then then when and there was the, there was a real opportunity. He's clearly good at that circuit. You know, it's the uh, there there's form there, mm. uh, and it was the only decent race he had last year. So is that has he thrown away the only opportunity was that for not a good Monza? result? Monza was it? Monza, was it Monza? Not Imola? I think. I it was yeah, it was Monza. Sorry. Yeah, he won the race at Monza. Yeah. Okay, maybe just like Italy. But um, <laughs> the, yeah, maybe it was pizza. He said it was pizza. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I just can't. I can't see it. If if there hadn't have already been a year of this, I'd feel differently about it. But all last year, I kept thinking, "Oh well, this is obviously going to come right." And then he won a race, and you go, "Right, turning point. He's he's sorted this. Now he's going to be on it." And then he went back again. It was just, "Oh, that was just that that was just the the exception that proved the rule in McLaren." Yeah, it's it's a hard one to say. But yeah, it, he does he does need to um... Some, something needs to change, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and they don't go to the wrong. This is the guy that beats Sebastian Vettel out of his home. You know, it's it's not like uh, all of a sudden this guy obviously can't drive a Formula One car. But maybe it's like I've said before about certain drivers. You get certain drivers and Formula One just gets away from them. Yeah, I mean, he struggled beyond all known belief in his first season at Renault. And it never really came great at Renault. I know he got a couple of podiums, didn't he? Was it two podiums? That sounds about right. Yeah, I think it, yeah. I think it was in the end. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like that, you know, it, it took him a season and then he was dripping in glory ever since. You know, if it, if it would have worked out that well after that season, he probably wouldn't have left to go to McLaren. Yeah. But... Or... Or he's doing really well, and Lando Norris is the greatest driver on the grid. Who knows? Well, there was uh, ESPN bravely tweeted, didn't they? That I know. Uh, they retweeted somebody who said Lando Norris proving that he's the best British driver on the grid. Um, anyone and the ESPN retweeted it. Would anyone care to argue? It's like, um, well, <laughs> just pulling a pin out of a grenade and launching it. <laughs> That, 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 that really is like farting, leaving the room and locking the door. Are you doing social oh. media for ESPN now, Lee? Would, would anybody feel like arguing? Only the worst Formula One fans in the world. I'm sure they'd love to have an argument about it. I mean, we, we were on Ferrari before we got sidetracked into McLaren, as, yeah, we, all, so, as well, we always do. Yeah, well... It, are we, do, are we about to move away from McLaren? McLaren. They? Carlos Sainz. But, um, <laughs> Before yeah, we step away from Carlos McLaren, Sainz. there was one thing that annoyed me about McLaren um, yeah. as a unit. Obviously, with Ricardo being at the back, they pulled him in to see if the dry tyres were working, mm. which they were, and then left Lando as the last driver on Inters on the whole field. Mm. It irked me at the time, and I felt like I needed to share that. Unless, of course, they proved that Ricardos weren't working, but they well, were for everybody else. Came else. In. Yeah. Everyone else came in. They showed everyone else it was time and then left their own driver <laughs> out there. To help us segue into Ferrari, uh, I think they should have brought Leclerc in earlier than they did. They were going to, weren't they? They, I think mm. he had to do the opposite to... to Perez, Yeah, and did, Perez yeah. came in, so he yeah. stayed out. 
sound of a cat on a shelf. What is that? that a cat like cosplaying sort of a cockerel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she stood on a shelf and making a racket. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> And that's Dizzy's appearance for this week, so No, it. she'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> We've still got two teams to do. She's got time yet. Yeah, that's that is true. Um Yeah, I think the, not bringing Leclerc in might have been um might have been a bad move, but they they were going for the opposite. I mean they got up to plan D at one point. <laughs> Yeah, because that because he asked for Plan D, didn't he? And they said no, because the stop takes too long, and then did it, which went spectacularly yeah. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I yeah. mean, Ferrari still managing to Ferrari things up. <laughs> they they certainly Ferrari their weekend, didn't they? I mean, mm-hmm. Charles Leclerc. I mean, you've got to push. Of course, you do. Um, but you don't push so hard, you go into the wall. No, like Paul De- Paul DeResta <laughs> said, uh, you are in a title fight with Max Verstappen. You can't make mistakes like this, but otherwise you lose your title. Mm. You know, that, it only takes one or two mistakes like that uh, against a driver of the caliber of Max Verstappen, and you, you've lost your title. Um, it's wet. This... Stay off the curbs. Right. Charles Leclerc, I've given stick to for, for, like, for a while. And this is exactly why um, we, we he buckles under pressure. He's one of those guys you can see it in him. He's an emotional person. You know, it's uh, he kind of when you see, saw him after the race. There's no pretending. You know, he he wears every emotion on his sleeve, and he drives like that as well. Um, but this is why he won't be a world champion. I feel like we've seen a few silly Leclerc moments on damp or wet track as well. He, he doesn't seem to like that mixed condition, and you know mm. that you're going to get a couple of those a year. And if you're I just, making a mistake yeah. every time, then it, it's not good. I think I think he's still, um, you know, open to making mistakes, but I don't think he's, uh, you know, I don't think he's a bottler. I think he's far from it. I think he uh, proved that in Saudi Arabia. Um, with the with the racing that he did with with Verstappen, you know, I thought that was was sensational. As soon as I was watching that uh, Saudi Arabia race with um, you know between Verstappen and Leclerc, I was like, yeah, this is the this is the F one twenty twenty two I signed up for. I think that was and, the, the thing is there though he did have a car advantage. That's that's what I mean. Like it's when he's when things are swinging his way, he's fine. But it's when he's got to find that bit, you know, he's, he's got to dig a bit deep. Something happens, like he throws it into the wall in um, Azerbaijan or something like that. Maybe I think it, I think we'll see more more of that during the during the year. I don't think he's a bottler as such. I just think he's. I would rather a driver make a mistake pushing than than do something. I think that, I think sometimes his main, his main problem is he's he's. Overcommitting himself, he's trying. He's trying too hard, mm-hmm. and yeah. he kind of yeah. forces himself to lose focus. Monaco it was a PlayStation accident, a wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, Mon- Monaco last year would be your sort of classic example of that. Already had pole, tried too hard, crashed, broke the car, didn't start the race. Yeah, that was that was Ferrari, uh, not Ferrari's fault. Obviously, the accident was t- totally Charles Leclerc's fault. But Ferrari should have been like, right, let's just take this one on the chin and and just and just look at the car to see if we can actually mm-hmm. race tomorrow. 
and maybe start from sixth, which still would have been better than than not starting from pole. Yeah. But then again, it's is it for you know if a Ferrari Ferraris itself in the forest and nobody's around to hear it. People were around to hear this. They saw. They heard. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, science. Yeah, that's 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 it. Bad start. Bad second corner. Well, it all came back, didn't it? Let's not forget. Carlos Sainz's weekend. Yes, we said he's, that he didn't have any uh, fault in, in, in the incident. But that all happened because of his crashing qualifying, didn't it? That's why. Because he had his own accident in qualifying, which put him in a bad place for the sprint, which then you know, he had to fight back for. He could only fight back up to fourth. And then, obviously, his race was over at turn, you know, before turn two. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Ferrari, I think, are going to very quickly number two Carlos Sainz. Um, you've got, you've got a contract, is, is... Carlos. Now behave yourself. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because you've got a contract. Now listen to us. Uh, this driver's got a much better chance of winning the world championship than you do. So you're number two. Congratulations, you are now Bottas. Mm. Yeah, that's. It's Ferrari. It's what they do, and it's you know, it's it's what they're going to do. Uh, that just leaves Red Bull. Decent weekend. One really, two finish. It? Nothing to talk about, really, is there? They just—it was a perfect weekend. Well, they had a great start. Perez's undercut on Leclerc was 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 fantastic. Mm-hmm. Although, like I said early on in the podcast, like Verstappen, I don't think he put a wheel wrong. All of Sunday, uh, obviously, he had to fight back for the to to regain the lead in the sprint on Saturday, which, which is the first time anyone's done that, which, which is which was great. Which was all down to quality tire management. Yeah, but and it worked out really well. Um, Verstappen did did a fantastic job. Uh, Sunday, his, his drive was practically faultless, and uh, Perez, even though he finished second, and it was a one-two wasn't entirely faultless. He made a couple of mistakes which nearly gave that second place back to Leclerc. Um, yeah, because you know, Leclerc was on, on, on the fringes of DRS range at, uh, at some points. There, there were a couple of times, weren't there, where he, he was a few seconds back and then all of a sudden, I think Perez had a couple of maybe wobbly corners and they were very close went, again. Yeah, went straight on at the at the... At the she came and he was like three seconds clear and all of a sudden it was three tenths. Like it was like, oh God, here we go. Um, so yeah, it was not a perfect race for Perez, but his experience meant that he got away with it because he made the mistakes in the right places, if you know what I mean. So when it went wrong, it... when it went wrong, he got away with it. Yeah. 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 His, and and that's the thing that happens with. I mean, look at what happened with Hamilton last year in Imola. He he went off and I, did he go like nearly a lap down or something before they red flagged it because of the Bottas, Russell crash, and then he was able to change tires and and, and finish second. <laughs> yeah, well, he had to sort of reverse back out of the gravel. Yeah, yeah, he kind of managed yeah. to stop stop it about two inches short of mm, uh, going into the beach. barrier. Yeah, so. Yeah, its experience served him well. Um, I think it was a lucky second place, but you know you make your own luck. So uh, you can't really say much else on Red Bull. There's a, can't really speak about Max Verstappen. What did he do? Went out in front and stayed there. Yeah, 
yeah, got 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 the good start, um, got the good finish, and all the bits in between. Ah, Rockstars and wankers then. Lando Rockstar, obviously. Yeah. Lando gets a Rockstar every podium. Uh, I'm going to throw Max in there for being the first person to regain the lead in a sprint. George yeah, Russell. Max Lando. I, driver of the day has got to be George Russell, hasn't it, I think, as well. Ten, ten places on the road ahead of his teammate, you know, before Ocon's penalty. Mm, yeah. Fucking crazy stuff. Yeah. Um... Latifi, oh. for not bringing out a safety car. Like the, no, no, you ah. can't have you can't have Rockstar for not crashing. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It, 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 Actu- it's baby steps. Actually, I will give hats Rockstars. Yeah, uh, singular. At least K Max side of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, but you know they they would have taken that. Um, I, I, to be fair as well, you know, I, I think he should have, he should have been able to have a better go at um, George Russell, but I think Bottas deserves to be in the rock star category as well. It was a yeah. good finish, very yeah. good finish. Because um, as I said said earlier on, on, on you know, that's their best. They haven't Sauber, Alfa Romeo, whatever you want to call them, haven't had these kind of results since Perez was there like ten years ago. Yeah. Um, Burnt Maylander. Oh, just sorry, for the, just for the amount of work he put in all weekend across all series. Yeah, just just <laughs> in, incidentally as well. The um, yes, Alfa Romeo Salba is. I, I should have thought of this before when we were talking about the um, Audi hookup. They're apparently, according to the race, the most likely to be bought by Audi over Aston Martin. Mm. I get the feeling at some point everyone is going to be linked to Audi. It just feels well, the, like they're just working, they're just meandering around the paddock. Um, well, Audi, the, Audi want a team, don't they? Whereas Porsche yeah. just want an engine supply tire. And well, Porsche are almost—that's almost, that's almost a, a done deal with Red Bull, apparently. Mm. The 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 problem they've got is because they're under the same umbrella. Yeah, Porsche and Audi are both under the Volkswagen Group umbrella. They can't be allowed to share information no yeah so if they have a separate thing doesn't it yeah yeah yeah. i feel a motorsports division and they've done it in wec of course but i mean if they it's gonna be the same engine though isn't it that's the issue that's the problem yeah Yeah, it has to be two separate factories essentially Mm. yeah but i think the thing is though is what concessions would formula one make to accommodate audi and porsche all of them yeah you know that's and especially especially if they were going to... So if you've got Porsche hooking up with Red Bull, that means that that is... It's not guaranteed to be competitive, but it's guaranteed to not be like a... It's not like Audi's going to come in with Porsche and Porsche is going to be a Toro Rosso to Audi's Red Bull. You know, that it means you're going to get... If that engine's good, they're going to be two competing cars. Mm-hmm. Um. They'd make all of those, but yeah, on the Selber front, apparently it's more down to the facilities Selber have got because, uh, by all accounts, they've still got one of the best wind tunnels in Formula One. Carved out of a mountain, probably, mm. if it's in Switzerland. Um, wankers, this gold, week. Yeah. all gold. Wankers this week. Uh, the rain, that, the rain that didn't happen at the end. 
Uh, no, I don't think. Again, you can't. Uh, that's like giving it to Latifi for not crashing. <laughs> um. Whoever decided that all the Spanish drivers are just going to get battered this week? Being yes. Spanish and being Ferrari. Mm. I mean, Wang- Leclerc was a wanker. Leclerc threw a podium away. But being Ferrari. Yeah. I think that that's the thing, isn't it? Like the winning a championship isn't just about winning the races, is it? It's about knowing when you've just got to take the points. Alpine lollipop guy for probably costing Ocon a point. Yeah. Oh, Mick Schumacher for fucking yep. losing the back end and taking fucking Alonso out. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't do it on purpose, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, he absolutely ruined his own did. race as well. He did. I, I saw it. I like. The, uh, I saw the, it too, he, and I yeah, don't think he, he did it on he, purpose. No, he, he did a TikTok, and uh, <laughs> he owned up to it. He said, I did it because I was jealous of him because he beat my father out of Formula 1. Can you imagine and it, the precision? Then he took it down really quickly. Can you imagine the precision you would need to do that manoeuvre, damage your opponent, not damage yourself, but damage your yep. opponent in such it, a way it, that his car shits itself about three laps later? He went all in. He, went, he, he used every... <laughs> Every ounce of talent that he's got, he's now got nothing left. He's got nothing left to offer Formula One, <laughs> apart from hat sales <laughs> and souvenir bits of side pod that are scattered around the Italian countryside. That thing, yeah, went, that yeah. went with a hell of a pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when the, when those things go, they really seriously go. Um, I think that's probably about covered everything, hasn't it? Think so. I think so. I'm trying to think if there's any more wankers. It feels like if you weren't a hero in this race, you were a wank. Albon, Albon was a rock star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was totally. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to are you going to say Gasly for keeping Hamilton behind him? I was going to say, dare uh, we have Lewis Hamilton as a wanker of the weekend? He could be a Giovinazzi participation award. You know. But do you know what? He I think be I, a Giovinazzi participation. I think that. Award, I think actually. that's that's more like it. Yeah, Giovinazzi yeah. Participation Award for Antonio Giovinazzi for shaking his head when Carlos Sainz went in the gravel and for Lewis Hamilton for just being 14th. Anonymous, I know he got 13th, Anonymous Lewis 14th. has a ring to it. Yeah, it was a spin-off to Anonymous Morse. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get so much stick. Oh, I hope so. Um... <laughs> I'll be I'll be tweeting disclaimers out within the I prefer, hour. I prefer to get stick on TikTok as I have over four thousand followers on TikTok now. And it's oh, so you get mo- even more stick there yeah, than, it's, than it's, on, it's, on your other platforms. It's now my favourite social media platform, as I'm fucking gonna become an influencer on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, he's turned into a cam girl. Four thousand, four thousand followers in two weeks. You can't argue with that. How much? That did, how much did that cost you? Absolutely nothing. I don't even know if that works. There's been a couple of times I've thought about buying followers, and I've just said, nah, it must be a con. <laughs> just in case anybody's got TikTok and wants to uh, follow you, how do they do that, Lee? At a total shunt. Oh, you surprised yeah, keep, me. Keep, keeping it, keeping on it TikTok. simple. Yeah. I guess that's the, that's the best way to do it. If you... If you um... If you want other social content, obviously we're at Three Legs Four Wheels on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, don't have a TikTok. 
It, I've got a got a great if you're into sort of stuff, the sort of stuff I'm into, I've got a really then good, I know the name of a good therapist. Jeffrey Epstein TikTok. That has so far done numbers for me. That's got like <laughs> seventy seventy thousand views it's had. <laughs> when you said into stuff, I thought you were meaning like sort of little videos about F one. Oh uh, no no no! This is just the, this is the, I'm trying to trying to form a cult. I've, I've always been trying to form a cult. No, that's so, fair. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just you you landed up two letters away. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that, shunt. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a fucking joke. That Paul. That was a joke. <laughs> I'm fucking gastroflabbered. <laughs> Obviously, if you want to get in touch with us via email, if you're um, seriously old school, then it's three legs four wheels at gmail.com, and I don't have, don't have an address for carrier pigeons. <laughs> Snail mail. Yeah, the, mainly mainly because of the quarantine I'm over here. Um, individually on Twitter, we all are at Sean Cowper, at Mister Nick Knowles. <laughs> <laughs> He apparently also hates Lewis Hamilton. At <laughs> <laughs> Flood 21. <laughs> and I'm at Pablo 100. Um, we will be back next week trying to make some sense of whatever the hell goes on in F1 between now and then. And looking forward to the inaugural Miami Grand Prix with the Yacht Club and Beach. Right next to and the, the fake marina. Don't forget <laughs> the fake marina. I mean, all right, I'm, I'm quoting quoting virtual Statman again, but he was saying there are races that are on fake land that was created in the sea. So why can't they create fake water round land? Well, uh, well, they're not creating fake water round land. They're filling a piece of land up with water, but they've already put boats in to make Sorry. it look like a marina. I've... I've got another wanker. Sorry, I'd completely forgot about this. I wanted to bring it up in the podcast. I know we want to go home. Formula One fans were the wankers of the weekend. Formula One's fans that have spent the last fuck knows how many years saying, I hate DRS, I hate DRS, all of a sudden when, like, where's the DRS? DRS should have happened laps ago. Why are we taking so long to activate DRS? Fucking make your mind up. Yeah, I think <laughs> just a quick one on that point is I think it's because, isn't it, these cars and the previous generations of Formula One have been designed with DRS in mind. I think if they took DRS away, it wouldn't be so much of an issue. But the fact that they've been designed with that device in mind, that's why it's it's kind of needed in order to make passing. Oh, I'm at peace with it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm at I don't peace mind. With... Yeah, I'm at peace with DRS. It's fine. It's just part of Formula One now. But no one out there that tweeted, why why is DRS? DRS is dry now. They're in dry tires. If they've ever said DRS is fake racing, just delete all your social media because you you can't argue about it anymore. You can't can't have DRS when you want it to be there because your favorite driver can't get past someone and then criticize it. Every other weekend. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) And that's how we end the show. (laughs) We'll see you next week. 
if there's no injunctions. <laughs> Have a good one. We'll see you later. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye.